Albertans visiting uh, this, uh, and I, I know so many people have done it, the Find a Doctor website, right? Trying to, you can go on and you can see who's accepting new patients in our province, and people are doing it in record numbers. Almost a million people searched for a family doctor between April of 2022 and March of this year. So in a year, a million people looking for a family doctor that's accepting patients. It's up, uh, you know, multiple, multiple percent. 30% in one year, 168% in two years, 428% increase in people looking for a family doctor in three years. We've got a problem. Big, big problem. I know uh, a friend of mine was searching for a family doc, found one on that website, contacted the doc's office, and they said, yeah, we're accepting new patients. Our first appointment is in March. So even if you do find a doctor that's accepting patients, you may not get an appointment right away. I don't know. It's It's been going on for a long time, but it's, it's, it's definitely not good. We're going to speak with Dr. Paul Parks now, who is an emergency medicine physician from Medicine Hat, also president-elect of the Alberta Medical Association. But Dr. Parks, has that changed? Are you now president? I know there's been a change there, or there's about to be. Where are we with all that? Uh, hi there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's official now. Yesterday was my first day on the job as the, as the president of the AMA now. Okay, fair enough. Good to know. Uh, well, congratulations. <laughs> um, quite a time to be taking over for the Alberta Medical Association. The numbers that we just went through, so many Albertans right now, just they, they, they cannot find a family doctor. It's really bad, isn't it? Absolutely. It, it's, uh, I don't think, you know, in 23 years of practicing, I've ever seen it like this and talking to my colleagues across the province, it, it truly is in crisis. It's, uh, I mean, we're facing lots and lots of new people coming into the province. And then the last four or five years that were tough, we've lost a lot of doctors and we've really struggled with recruitment and retention. So it, it's never been like it is. It, it truly is red alert crisis. we got to work on it. Yeah, and I was looking, you know, through the numbers and trying to find, oh, maybe this 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 jurisdiction or this part of the province is doing okay. Nope, really, I mean, Edmonton, 35 uh, docs accepting new patients. You've got, and then in the south zone, you've got, 10 so it's it, it's right across like nobody is getting away from this right it's right across the province where the the crisis is happening oh absolutely it's it's province-wide and it's uh i mean a big a big portion of the problem is that the last you know number of years we've really stalled on trying to make it so that we can fund the novel way of doing primary care and and family medicine in a way that's viable so over the last three, four years, we've been bleeding our positions to other provinces and other countries, and uh, it's just it's a problem across the province. Everywhere is going to feel it, and it's only going to get worse if we don't immediately act on this. Okay, so let's pull that apart, because I think there's two things happening at the same time. You mentioned earlier we've got a lot of people coming to the province, like 10,000 a month. I mean, we're really, really attracting people to Alberta. That's a pressure point. And then, like you said, uh, we're losing doctors too, right? Both those things are happening at the same time? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a perfect storm there. And so, yeah, and I, I think the solution, we, we're, we're not going to stop attracting people to our province. Right, yeah. We want people to live in this province. That's awesome. So we, we need to, uh, you know, we need to evolve how we, how we do, uh, invest and prioritize family medicine. And, and, you know, the key part there, that's, that's the preventative medicine. That's the base, the foundation of medicine. So we need to do an immediate investment in how we, how we fund physicians, uh, family physicians, and how we fund their teams so we can create teams. Because one of the biggest things we've noticed that's been a massive challenge that people might not be aware of is that 
over the last you know number of years, call it five, ten years, the the burden that has been put on family physicians in terms of administrative work and all the components of the system around the complex care has been added and added. And that burden, you know, studies are showing that the amount of administrative work that family physicians have to do, most of it unpaid, in a year that amounts to like more than 1.7 million lost patient visits yeah. because the doctors doing paperwork and red tape. So that's a thing we can solve quickly. Yeah, doctor, I've spoken with doctors who've said, you know, you're, 25% of their day is spent doing basically, you know, managerial work, office management, things, things that aren't related to their medical practice. What changed? I mean, we've always had GPs that basically ran small businesses. Why has this suddenly become such a barrier to them being able to see patients when we didn't talk about this 25 years ago? Yeah, and that's true. And one of the things that changes is just the way that the funding models have evolved over time that basically, in a nutshell, simplifying it, the only way the physician get, gets paid is to, is to see the patient and, and do direct care for, for them. And, and so if team members take care of them, then they don't get funding to support that, that business. They, if the patient, if the physician, sorry, does paperwork that's not related to seeing the patient directly, having them in their office, they don't get paid for it. That evolution of how we fund family medicine has crushed it to the point where they're truly not viable now. Like it's, I'm talking, these are small businesses and, and many, many family physicians are saying, you know, I truly am not getting paid in a way that I can even keep the lights on. Uh, and you have to keep in mind that it's, it's not just, we're not talking about the pay that goes into the family physician's pocket at the income. We're talking about they have to pay for their nurses, their staff, their, those those teams that are growing and the, and because the care is more complex, we need more team members and and so we need to truly modernize how how we fund family medicine and that hasn't that's been stalled in the last four or five years at least and and so we need to absolutely jumpstart that and change it right away. How do we do that? I mean, how do we jumpstart that right away? What do we start on today that you know a month from now, six months from now, we say, wow, this really helped. What do we need to do? So the, you know, the biggest thing right now I'll tell you is, and we, you know, yesterday's first day on the job and I had the, uh, you know, the uh, privilege to be able to meet with the Minister of Health and, and we have plans. We, we can change how we fund our, our family medicine teams and our physicians and their offices and their practices. So the first thing we have to do right away is, is retention and actually make a significant investment in Alberta and Alberta's uh, family physicians and say, listen, we have to keep the docs we have. We have to be viable compared to the other provinces. And the second piece is then we can do with a novel longitudinal funding kind of model that, that, you know, basically allows these physicians to keep their doors open and, and build teams to care for patients. Then they'll be able to see more patients. They'll be able to care for, you know, Albertans and, and we won't have so many that are unattached. And, and then once we do that, that signal, I'll tell you, more physicians will come and work in Alberta. We'll change the we'll change the scenario where physicians and, and new grads and trainees don't want to come and work in Alberta right now. We'll we'll change that that narrative and they'll come and 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 so I'm optimistic that the minister heard us loud and clear how desperate this is yeah. and that maybe we can do something immediate. You know, we talk about and like I say, I, uh, four people that I spoke to this morning that I work with in, all in the position of trying to find a family doc. So I mean, you you see it that way, but for somebody in your position, there's the knock-on effects from this are huge. I mean, that's our gateway. That's where we start our interaction with the healthcare system when we have a situation. If we don't have the family doc, then I don't know, you end up in the ER. You let things go too long. I mean, it, it's sort of 
this is a bigger piece than just not having a family doc. It causes spillover effects all the way through the system, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely. Like, no question. If I had to use so my, when I'm not wearing a president of the AMA here, I'm an emergency physician. And right. every day in the emergency department, I see, you know, 20 to 25% of my visits now are patients coming in uh, because they don't have a family physician. And, and, you know, so this isn't talking about inappropriate use of the emergency department. These are patients that, that really need care and yeah. can't access it anywhere else. And I'll tell you, every day, you talk to any of my colleagues in the Emerge in the hospitals, they're like, you know what, put us out of work. Like, if you can keep these people from getting sick, if we, you know, so I, an example I can give you right away is I saw not long ago a gentleman that had a, a small stroke because he hasn't had a family doctor for ever, and his blood pressure wasn't treated, and his cholesterol wasn't treated. That's what family medicine is the bedrock of. Mm-hmm. You know, this this could have prevented that person's illness and that admission to hospital, to me and the eMERGE and the hospital, it trickles throughout the entire system. And you know what is even more complex is if you do get sick and get admitted to the hospital, well, a lot of times now we're discharging quite sick people from hospital and we can't even connect them to family docs for follow-up. So it is really critical. I, I can't stress enough that it, it's such an important piece of our healthcare system. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And, and we've got some work to do. So uh, I'll let you get to it. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. No, I think thanks for having me on this important topic. It's yeah. critical. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk again Thank soon. You. Thank you. Dr. Paul Parks, who uh, on the second day on the job as president of the Alberta Medical Association, and as you heard, he's also an emergency room physician in Medicine Hat. Uh, so he, he knows what he's, he's talking about. Like, just think about, we, we talk about all the problems with the ER, the wait times at the ER. Well, how many people in the ER wouldn't be there if not only they could have gone to a, a GP, if they could have gone to a family doc instead of having to go to the ER to try and get, I don't know, a prescription, they got an ear infection, they've got, uh, I don't know, whatever the case may be, could have been handled in a GP office, but they don't have a GP. And then the other thing is, like he said, someone who hasn't had a GP for a number of years, so a condition that probably could have been treated, you know, maybe medication, like in the instance of the, the blood pressure leading to the stroke, but they don't get a physical, they don't get a regular checkup, they're not in contact with their family doc, so uh, a relatively small problem problem gets worse and worse and worse and then ultimately they end up in the ER. So it's the front line, it's the gate, that's where we start, that's where we need to have access and we don't. I, I, like I say, I, I spoke to four people in the office today. There's not that many people in the office in the morning um, and uh, so many are searching for a family doc right now and having a tough time and if they do find one, the appointments are months in the future. So we got a crisis. Hopefully Dr. Parks has a solution, seems to be confident he does. We'll track it, see where we end up in six months or a year. 911. 911, what's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.